the heart, you know, behind philanthropy, right? That the business uh, can be a real force for good and, you know, something that we're seeing a tremendous rise in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesoming's podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. Everyone, thanks for tuning back into this episode of Awesoming's podcast. Insert the fanfare horn sound. There we go. Uh, really excited to to try and change up a bit. Liz is with me again. Liz has just become my partner. Again. <laughs> we, we say it, but you know, when you got something good going on, you just keep it rolling. So we're going to be interviewing our boy from down under. Actually, he's from Kentucky. Ben from Louisville, Kentucky with Canopy. And I'll tell you what, he is mean on the craps tables. Fun fact, we never gamble together. So Liz, take it away. Oh hey guys, it is Liz Brown Evans, as you said back again. Again. Oh, I don't know if it was a good or bad again. Uh, I'm with our Venture Labs team. We work with companies, established companies, not just startups and entrepreneurs anymore. We help keep them innovative. And Garrett has been graciously allowing me to bop on the podcast to bring in some of our friends to talk about um, innovation. But today, specifically, we're going to talk about what good business means in Kentucky. So Canopy has been a, a company I personally have been crushing on from afar for about four years, ever since I moved here. Um, and I'm going to let Ben, I'm going to let you tell us what in the world Canopy is. Uh, but just know that we are, uh, we used to call them girl crushes in, in a college, which is like when you have a girl crush on another girl from afar and you want to be friends with her. Awesome Inc. has a girl crush on Canopy. Anyway, Ben Smock, everyone, welcome to the podcast. Ben, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and, and, and what in the world Canopy is. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Garrett. It's a pleasure to be here today, and the feeling is mutual. We we also have a crush on Awesome Inc. and everything that y'all are doing, so you know it's uh, it's much appreciated. And so we're de we're definitely in good company to to be considered in that way. So my name is Ben Smock. I am the director of development with Canopy. Uh, Canopy is a relatively new startup nonprofit organization in Louisville, representing the state of Kentucky. And our mission is to grow Kentucky businesses to positively impact people, our planet, and our future. Um, so a little bit about me, uh, you know, as uh, Garrett alluded to, I am not from Australia. I am from Kentucky, from Louisville. <laughs> uh, had a four-year stint in Lexington. Tell people I have dual citizenship because I have degrees from UK and UofL. Uh, which, which is are, controversial, to be clear, is, if you're tuning you know, in from and, outside you know, the state. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like Capulets and Montagues, you know, outside of the state for, for, other, <laughs> for other literary folks. Um, but, you know, I have spent the majority of my career in the nonprofit space and my educational background is in business. And you know, it's really exciting for me to be leading development work at Canopy and for Canopy as an organization, because you know, really see opportunity in the convergence of, you know, the the business acumen that's necessary to run a successful business and what you need to position yourself to be attractive to consumers and job seekers and investors and so forth. And also to, you know, marry that with the, the heart, you know, behind philanthropy, right? That, that business uh, can be a real force for good and, you know, something that we're seeing a tremendous rise in and, you know, it's something that Canopy is positioning Kentucky to, to be a leader in. So so what is Canopy, right? So I gave you guys the mission. 
you know, essentially, uh, Canopy is an organization that is responding to this global conversation. Basically, it's time for businesses to be better. The economy is supporting the shift, uh, and Canopy is Kentucky's contribution to this paradigm shift that's redefining success in business to include positive social and environmental impact in addition to profit. Right. So this new definition that capitalism has really taken on in the last decade refers to businesses not only needing to provide services, offer products and create jobs, but they also need to positively engage with the larger social and environmental spheres. Right. We see this from a consumer perspective. We see this from an investment perspective, and it really is just an important mindset for businesses to adopt intentionally and to continuously approve upon. So you know, as businesses are, are changing for the better, uh, you know, companies who are leaning into this are going to be the ones who benefit the most from these shifting tides. And, you know, Canopy is representative and our genesis is based on a couple things. One, Kentucky and speaking lovingly from a native Kentuckian. <laughs> Kentucky consistently ranks poorly in national metrics that matter, right? Whether it's fiscal stability, economic opportunity, mental health, education, you know, we're kind of pretty firmly placed in the bottom 10 uh, comparatively. And, you know, what if, what if Kentucky could be the first in something really transformative? What if we can be a leader, not just in our country, but globally, you know, in what we call the good business movement. Um, so that's that was part of our genesis. And also there exists uh, opportunities and verified certifications for businesses that want to uh, be this new innovative business model. And it, it's called B Corp and we love our B Corp friends. Um, and they are, you know, really the gold standard for good business across the globe. And, you know, this represents companies like Patagonia and Tesla, major employers and major companies that have a global footprint. And as listeners might imagine, you know, there's like 475 on the West Coast. There's, you know, 380 in the, the Northeast. There's about 120 in all of the South and seven in Kentucky. So what that says to us is that Kentucky and some other smaller markets need a new tool to create that accessibility to the global good business movement. And that's really what Canopy sought out to do. Um, so, so really our work um, in a nutshell is to accomplish several things. We, we educate. So we, we travel the state to educate diverse audiences of consumers, business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, elected officials, uh, college students, you know, on the importance of this global good business movement and how Canopy is positioning Kentucky to be a leader in that regard. Next, we certify. So the Canopy certification guides Kentucky businesses towards achieving measurable social and environmental impact, operating with the highest ethical standards and taking care of all stakeholders along the way. And then lastly, we're, we're a connector. So we're creating a hub for Kentucky's business owners, social entrepreneurs, conscious consumers, nonprofit organizations, 
and uh, college students and so on and so forth, really creating <laughs> that connective tissue so that everybody who's interested in the good business movement in various ways can plug in and understand how to do just that. So that's a little bit about me and, uh, and Canopy. I hope that was all right. That was great. That was great. And if I remember correctly, the, the tagline, which I love, is making Kentucky first in good business, right? Yes, yes. Which, that's, our, that's our vision, making Kentucky first. And, you know, we're the first of its kind. So, you know, that's, that's what we're endeavoring to accomplish. I don't, I think uh, you guys have clarified going forward is you guys aren't just here to certify. You're here, you're not just here to give people like another stamp to put on their packaging. Yes, that is a part of it, right? Like, I would encourage everyone next time you buy something at the store, like see if it has a B Corp sticker on it, right? Like be more informed about these things. But you're here to to educate and to connect, which I think is huge. Um, and I'm curious where I think there has been this sort of rise of conscious consumerism and, and even impact investing. That's a big conversation in the startup world as well. Um, do you do you see that conversation catching steam? I mean, you guys are at the center of it, obviously, but is that do you feel like it's an uphill battle? Does it matter whether you're in, you know, rural or suburban areas? What what is that looking like in Kentucky? Yeah, you know, all of these conversations and all of this focus on um, unconscious business growth is moving from the fringe to the mainstream in many different ways. And so, you know, what we, the conversations that we have at Canopy from a consumer perspective, I mean, consumers these days are essentially demanding, you know, that company leadership exhibits ethical behaviors, uh, that they're paying attention to how businesses operate in terms of sourcing, employee practices, environmental impact. And, you know, people are doing research to verify that businesses that they work for or buy from are, you know, committing to these things and actually and actually doing it. So, you know, the rise in conscious consumerism is not to be taken lightly. And especially with the emerging populations and the, the purchasing power that exists, you know, businesses really need to be mindful about, you know, how they how they continuously improve and how they, you know, really are, are approaching a way to verify their efforts, right? And to get recognized for doing it, right? It's not, it's, it's much more of the carrot than the stick. Um, but consumers are, are really demanding this. And, you know, we, we see our job to really create this roadmap to help businesses understand just exactly how to do it, right? You know, especially for like small businesses and entrepreneurs, you need guidance. And, you know, that's that's what we're, we're here to do um, from an investment perspective. You know, we we see and it's very representative in the conversations that we have that there is this tectonic shift towards sustainable investing and it's accelerating at a rapid pace. And so, again, moving from the fringe to the mainstream. And, you know, there are large investment firms, you know, nationally and internationally that are essentially demanding, you know, that their, uh, that their clients and that their portfolio is representative of ESG investments and that in a certain amount of time, you know, five, 10 years, if you don't have something intentional, uh, then investors are likely to be less inclined to, to invest in your business. And so, you know, it, it has come from folks like Larry Fink at BlackRock Capital kind of being out in front of this. And uh, we have had some conversations with App Harvest, which is an amazing Kentucky company, agricultural tech company that just recent, recently went public. 
And, you know, Jonathan is talking about the, the future landscape of these investments and what it can mean for Kentucky. We talk about an economic driver in the state and businesses that are committing to social environmental good. That's going to have a huge impact. Yep. So you've you sort of mentioned, you know, startups or small businesses. I think sometimes there can be a perception that the the luxury maybe of something like having a stamp of approval or this time like that that's for these big companies right like that's for a tesla or yeah our app harvest is small but they went public so they've got the investment dollars but you got what what size companies do you guys work with we predominantly work with uh, small and mid-sized businesses across kentucky uh, we do have some larger partners as well you know app harvest being one um, but you know what the majority of businesses in Kentucky are, are small and mid-size and you know they are the businesses that need guidance and clear support when it comes to implementing or adopting you know this type of business model they might not necessarily have uh, a person or a department that is devoted towards doing this and so that guidance is is really essential um, and I would say that that's that's really the, the niche that we found ourselves in is, is being that supportive infrastructure for entrepreneurs as they're getting started, for small businesses as they convert and, and similar, you know, kind of moving throughout the state. I mean, I'm going to personally show my cards. Obviously, I said I have a girl crush on you guys, so I think I'm clearly in favor. But I, I do think that what makes me so excited about what you guys are doing is I think for years, while this conversation has happened on the fringe, things like sustainability or, you know, good business or doing things ethically minded, there's sort of uh, like feel good concepts that like, oh, like that sounds so nice. If you have the time, like I'm very busy running my company. And I think there is a level of truth to that, right? Like we most small business owners don't have just hours and hours of time. But I love that you guys are making it not just in a um, it, this is what you should do because it's because it's good, which to be clear, you should run your company this way because it is the right thing to do. But because there's there's, you know, business reasons for it. And so I want to I want to ask a question that I think I've heard a lot of maybe like the naysayers ask, which is, OK, so that's great. What if everyone gets certified? Then does that set you apart? Like what, what even is the point here? If we're just doing this to get a stamp of approval, why do it at all? Um, so I would love to hear how you guys kind of like break down those pre like misconceptions. We help businesses look internally and externally about how they can embed social and environmental efforts into their business model, not just because it's like the feel good, right way to run a business, because actually it leads to results that are incredibly important for a business. Um, and I'll give one example that is, you know, I think really great. Our founders company is a janitorial service company uh, based in Louisville, Kentucky, and they have about 800, 900 employees, the majority are janitors. And, you know, Scott Collins is his name, is, is our founder and the president of, of FMS. You know, over the last 20 years, FMS has uh, moved from a business that, you know, was struggling financially. They had like $800,000 in long-term debt. They had very few clients. They were kind of losing employees and, you know, Fast forwarding to today as a business that is thriving financially, that is, you know, really winning clients and bids across the state, that is 
uh, now a, an internationally recognized B Corp. I mean, Real Leaders Magazine, Scott and FMS is featured as like number 72 or something in like global companies in the likes of like Tesla and Patek. Like it's crazy. It's awesome. Uh, the little, little janitorial service they could from Louisville is, is doing all these amazing things. But but just to <laughs> the little the little engine that could, I feel like. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, you know, they over time, what what that what that has looked like, you know, Scott and his team really creating a purpose driven business and that really looked like supporting his employees. And so this, you know, born out of asking employees what they're looking for, how can we support you? And as you can imagine, I mean, janitors, you know, are, there, there's an opportunity for financial support. There is an opportunity for holistic support in other ways. And so, you know, the business now offers like free tax prep services, financial literacy classes. They have a subsidized uh, CSA program every year so that employees have access to fresh fruits and vegetables for a family of four. Um, and they now have a new partnership with a nonprofit organization in Louisville that is designed to provide equitable pathways towards home ownership. And in doing all of these things, their turnover rate in an industry that has a crazy high turnover rate is a third, right? So they're, they are keeping people because they support their people in so many different ways. They're supporting the nonprofit community too. So like the, the Fresh Stop Market that provides the food for the CSA, like they benefit from FMS hosting this, that there are 800 employees. Uh, you know, the local United Way and some others are benefiting from more recipients taking part in financial literacy programs and tax prep services. And, you know, you see this symbiotic relationship happening for FMS. And because all of this amazingness is, is happening, you know, they'll, they'll go to potential clients and they, you know, they can lead with that and say like, hey, you know, we're, we are a purpose-driven company. Here's what we do for our, for our team. Here's what we do in the community. And, you know, these are all the reasons why you should work with us. And you would be amazed at the success rate that that entails, you know, leading with that heart. Um, and they do a great job. You know, they, they have shown up in a big way during the pandemic um, and they, they have a great service. And, you know, in, in leading a purpose driven business, they have they have seen the business results. Right. And so that's what we take to folks across the state, you know, with their arms folded, like, okay, how's it going to show up on my bottom line? It's like, well, you know, we're, we will show you. And the exciting thing for us and for me is that data collection. So we endeavor to be the hub for data as it pertains to social enterprise so that we can, of course, measure the social and environmental impact, but also measure, you know, profitability, employee retention, culture scores, to be able to say empirically, like, this is the way, this is what we need to do. Surprise to the listeners, we do a prep session with each of our interviewees, but I'm going to say something that you said in our prep session that I just want to make sure it gets in here because I could not stop thinking about it. Um, in this line of thing, you said nonprofits are supposed to be the last line of defense and companies should be the front line of defense. And I think that is so, so powerful because I think we too often... Um, we, we want to delegate responsibility for the health of society to someone else, namely to nonprofits who have low budgets and underpaid employees, instead of taking the responsibility on the front end. I think one thing to that, just go back to Ben, ben what you said 10 minutes ago, you guys are about the accessibility to the good business movement. That's what that looks like. It's helping businesses think and actually be people led. And then again, everyone 
everyone behind that front line is going to support the movement. Absolutely. And, you know, think, think about like this on a spectrum, right? Corporate CSR from like annual donations to nonprofit organizations to embedding social and environmental practices into your business model. And so it's this creative challenge that is, is so exciting to me that regardless of industry, business size, uh, employee makeup, right? You can, you can find, you can uncover intentional ways to support the community in which you operate, to support the environment. And it aligns with the work of nonprofit organizations. And to your point, Liz, like, yes, absolutely. Like nonprofits are just seen as this savior, you know, to come in and, and fix everything, but really they need help. They need help. And, you know, it's not just money, although money is super important, but it's, it's intentionality. And, and I think, you know, with this, with the adoption of the canopy certification, with the adoption of these good business principles, we will be able to more effectively uh, impact social and environmental considerations because businesses will continuously learn how to build this into their models. Uh, it will be this continuous improvement process over time. It, it will never like stagnate, you know, you just get better and better. I was watching some Instagram ad came on my phone the other day about some nonprofit that's like cleaning up the oceans, which is great. We need them. But I just kept thinking they will forever be cleaning up the oceans until companies stop producing so much waste that's going into them. Like there's only so much that a nonprofit can do to actually move the needle. And that's where, and, and I think we saw it a lot last year in 2020. I think people are starting to realize like you can vote with your dollar. And even, you know, we all went out to, you know, all the memes of like, you know, can be like a society savior by like shopping local at like, I, I saw one that was like used to when I go to a coffee shop, I'm like wasting $5 on a matcha. But now when I go get $5 on a matcha, I'm like saving local businesses. But I think there is a level of truth to that of like there, it does matter where, where you shop and how you shop, not just where you donate. And I think in the past we have limited it to where, where we donate instead of how we behave in a capitalistic society. There's a sincere affinity for nonprofit organizations, there's a willingness to support these efforts. And there's often, you know, just not overwhelming resources, right? We, the, the, old, the saying goes time, money and energy, right? You can have two of three at any given time. And, you know, at, in your working years, when you're younger and really starting to make your way, you know, you are trying your best to earn money. You don't have a lot of free time. And so how can you support these efforts? And so like for me, it can be as simple as like what you said, Liz, just going to a coffee shop that I know is like supporting the local homeless shelter or going to a coffee shop that I know is doing some amazing work as it pertains to racial justice, because I know I'm supporting that business and I'm supporting a business that is doing things that is engaging the larger social sphere. And, you know, people, the, the data behind this is crazy. Like, you know, 64% of millennials want to make the world a better place. 75% would take a pay cut to work for a responsible company, you know? And so like you start to see like how much research is being done and how much thought is being put into all this. It adds up. It's not just about an emotional argument. It is an economic data backed argument that it is 
not just making Kentucky good at Kentucky first and good business, but it is good for business in Kentucky to be about good business. It's um, and I think we see similar arguments around, you know, diversity in the workplace, right? Like it's not just because it's the right thing to do. It's because it makes better companies, better ideas, higher profit margins, uh, happier customers. Like these are there are economic reasons why we should do this. And I am I'm maybe most excited to see what you guys do with the data you're going to collect over these next months and Absolutely. years. So the, the data collection is super important. And, you know, if if I were to elaborate, you know, on our three-year vision, 10-year vision, you know, it, it begins with the adoption of the canopy certification and these good business principles to diverse industry and businesses throughout Kentucky. Then we start to collect the data. We start to see the social and environmental impact. We start to see the, the individual business impact. Over time, we start to amplify this collective impact. And when that happens, when we can, when we can say, that we have 200 canopy certified companies across Kentucky uh, and we have data points to suggest their efficacy, then we can take that to state legislators. We can advocate for beneficial legislation, tax incentives, procurement benefits for Kentucky businesses and in doing so completely differentiate Kentucky's economic eco ecosystem. We can start to be this this premier spot for it that will be attractive to entrepreneurs. It will be attractive to job seekers. It'll be attractive to investors, you know? And so like that, that's huge. And we would be, I mean, Kentucky would be the first state to really get that right. Imagine. Well, Ben, as we kind of wrap up here near at the end, how can people connect with you guys? Like, what are y'all's priorities over the next couple months? Um, and I do, I want to make very clear, like we have you guys on the podcast right now, A, because it, like you said, applies to startups and entrepreneurs. This also applies to big companies and we work with both. We want to help both innovate. So I'm more talking to our listeners right now, no matter who you are, whether you listen to us because you care about entrepreneurship or you care about corporate innovation, um, Canopy Kentucky applies to you. So yeah, tell, tell people how they can get plugged in. You know, first and foremost, in a super easy way, we are we are uh, spreading our educational awareness across the state. So if anybody's interested in just following along in our work or learning about how they can plug into the good business movement, you know, visit our website, canopyky.org. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can follow us on social media. You know, there are ongoing opportunities to engage with the work in, in different ways. So a super easy way to get involved, follow us and, and, you know, and check us out and, and make sure that, you know, we're, uh, we're practicing what, what we preach, which we know we are. Um, and then to the, the businesses and entrepreneurs out there, you know, we are launching the, the canopy certification this year. So we are uh, interested in finding like-minded business owners and entrepreneurs that want to be part of this, that want to operationalize their good. Um, so the canopy certification is live. We're accepting applications. Um, you can also, you know, do that by visiting our website, canopyky.org. And for entrepreneurs out there, we are launching a uh, scholarship initiative this year uh, to to help uh, provide access to the canopy certification. So uh, specifically uh, to minority founders, women founders, and uh, LGBTQIA plus founders. If you're interested, uh, we have some scholarship dollars available. So. Um, that's how I would say to, to get involved. 
That's awesome. And we will certainly give you guys a shout out once this podcast publishes. But Ben, thank you so much for your time. Um, I feel like I just am spoiled to get to to talk to you about things that I think we're all really passionate about. So this has been this has been great. Hashtag girl crush. Uh, <laughs> we did say that you were going to come prepared with a dad joke. Is that the case? Oh. You you made you you played a big game at how good you are at them. So okay, uh, I did prepare. <laughs> um, I wasn't good. I was going to wait to see if you offered it. You know. Um, <laughs> So the dad joke, the recent dad joke was, why do we call money dough? Because we need it. (laughs) That's good. That's good. I actually had to think about that, but then I was like, oh, wait, it's a spelling in me. That's right, man. That's good. good, It's it's never not the right time for a good dad joke. That's what I would argue. Yeah. And to even further create an incentive to follow along in our work, we incorporate dad jokes in newsletters and social media posts probably more often than we should. So if you're into that sort of thing. You know, <laughs> it's called brand personality. We love it. Well, then, thank you so much. We're excited to continue to partner with you guys. And um, everyone, please go check them out canopykentucky.org. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Garrett. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesomings Podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz, or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in and let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.